His name is Zach Blackerby, and he is the host of the Locked on Auburn podcast, available wherever you get your podcast, and each and every day on YouTube. Hi, Zach. Hey, buddy. How are you? I'm pretty well. How about you? Uh, I'm good. We've now had the quite the week. Calls available on my uh, Amazon Alexa uh, yeah. smart speaker. <laughs> yes, it's a pretty cool skill that we have there. Yeah, no doubt. What have you thought of this week so far? <laughs> um, it's been great. It's been great waking up and Brian Harson's not Auburn's head coach. Now that's been good. Um, it's been cool to see and talk to folks close to the program. I mean, it feels like just a totally different program now that all this energy has been injected back into it with, with Cadillac Williams being named interim. I think that's a lot of fun. Don't know how it's necessarily going to work, but I think in the short term, you know, I think – think it's kind of like a five-hour energy jj like i don't know if you want it to be like the reason you exist but i think he can get us through the end of the year and i think that jolt of you know emotion and all that he's gonna be able to channel with his team is going to be great including you know what's going to happen in just a couple days here when the team travels to starkville um i i think it makes a ton of sense do you have a cool story as to where you were when you found out that uh, brian harson was fired yes i had just picked up my wife, um, she works on campus, and right. we were going to have lunch, and then it turned into me being on the phone the whole time. So she was real, <laughs> she was a real big fan of that. So um, nothing exciting. Where were you when you got the news? Uh, staring at the computer here at the office, staring at oh, the you computer, were ready for it. and I, I reckon so. I, I wasn't expecting it to come. Were you shocked? I was. Oh I yeah, was I, I could I mean, not believe I it. I wouldn't have been at lunch if I thought that was like a remote possibility. 100, I mean, you know, because it's, it's a Monday, so we're preparing to go for a press conference a little bit later, and, you know, hey, where are we going to go grab a bite to eat before that? And then next thing you know, uh, the, the email pops up on the com- pre- computer screen in front of me, and, yeah, I was just stunned. I, I was texted Monday morning by, um, by somebody that said, hey, I, I'm hearing it could happen today. Are you buying it? And I'm like... No, yeah. no, I'm not. Like I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> Did it happen? I, I texted him shortly after. I'm like, wow, you nailed that. No <laughs> doubt. I was not. I was not expecting that at all. But um, it makes sense in terms of you know, you, you got to keep the the kids on your roster happy. We've only seen one player enter the portal since then. Is that right? Was that Capers? Was that after Harsley got fired? That may have been before. Right. Now that I think about it. Um, and I think we're going to see a few right. They've um, they've got now what twenty seven days to enter the portal, and apparently you get a free another free transfer if your coach gets fired. That's what um, Rich McGlenn told uh, told the players' parents in a in a Zoom call no to, to wow. all the parents on uh, on Tuesday night. So we'll um, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with all that. Do you remember where you were when Malzahn was let go? Uh, yeah, I was watching Red Zone, and Andrew Siciliano told me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, man, this is great. And then that's happened. I'm like, all right, I guess I'm going to go work now for the next eight hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's funny how we get caught up in those moments of time. All right, uh, Cadillac Williams is the interim head coach. Uh, this is pretty exciting, man. So, JJ, you are the resident expert here on swag. Okay, yes, I am. It's- where does Cadillac Williams, among all head coaches and all of football, where where does he rank when it comes to swag? He's automatically a top ten contender. Yeah, he's got to sure. be in there. He's, there's, there's no there's no question. All right, and he hasn't done anything as a head coach yet. It's just I'm already envisioning what it's going to be. You know, we get the practice photos 
uh, mm-hmm. so far, and, and we've seen him with the headset on already. And it's right. like, yeah, we're mimicking things in practice this week. I saw I Killiard and Will Friend put the headsets on. We're going to start calling some plays. But I see Cadillac preaching to the team standing up there, and it's like, yeah, this is a, he is a king of swag, that's for sure. Who are some coaches throughout football that have more swag than him? That's a good question to ask. I would have to still give the honor to Dion. I think he probably um, is number one. But now is this is this is this Jackson State head coach Dion Sanders, or is this future Auburn head coach Dion Sanders that we're talking about? I think the swag applies to both settings. Got it. Perfect. Perfect. Drew, did you have someone with swag? Yeah, I was thinking PJ Fleck. PJ Fleck does have swag. There's just an aura around him anytime you see him. <laughs> an oar because he's rowing. An oar. Uh. <laughs> Row the boat, man. Look at that. Awesome. You got a, You have a swaggy coach, Brandon? Uh, absolutely not. Like it's, it's absolutely pure, not. purely purely for my own desires, Lane Kiffin. But Lane's I, his, got swag his, too. His swag's You're a little bit kidding. different than uh, than Dion's, I think, or PJ's. So who do you think this next head coach is going to be, Zach? I think it's Lane Kiffin. Um, when, it, when it's all said and done, I think it's going to be Lane Kiffin. I think there's certain things that Ole Miss, both just from an institution and from a, a legal standpoint, that can only offer so much. So I, I think Auburn's going to throw the book at him. Just talking to folks that um, have to, kind of the inside track on Cohen. Um, if Lane Kiffin doesn't come to Auburn, I think it's because he turned down the world. I think Cohen's going to be pretty aggressive in getting him. You know, Brandon Marcello was pretty clear um, right to the chase right after uh, Cohen was officially hired and Brian Harson was gone. Um, 247 reported that the first call would be the Lane Kiffin. We heard similar things over at Auburn Daily, and so I think that's going to be kind of where it goes. Now, does it work out? I don't know. I don't know about that. Uh, and I know a lot of Auburn folks have really talked themselves into Dion. I think Dion would be a lot of fun. I still think there's a lot more questions about Dion as far as what he can offer as a head coach, um, just because it hasn't. He, he doesn't have a very long track record, and, and it's been at Jackson State. No disrespect to that level of football, but we kind of already went through this, right? With going down to the Mountain West to getting Brian Harson. You know, do you do you want to do that again? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. So, Lane, you want a guy that knows how to compete in the SEC West, and he's done it. He's done exactly that uh, at Ole Miss. So, that's who I think the first target will be. And, J.J., that's who I think it ultimately will end up being um, shortly after the Iron Bowl's uh, done in a few weeks. I just hate we've got to wait so long, right? We're going to be doing this forever. Uh, it's good for content. It's good for conversation, which we're big fans of. However... I'm curious if Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss beat Alabama in a few weeks. All of a sudden, they potentially represent the SEC West in the SEC title game. Does that persuade him whatsoever to just say, I don't care about the Auburn dynamic, or does their result the rest of the year not even matter? Well, the the noise is you can't win a championship at Ole Miss. And if you beat Alabama in two weeks, you probably win the SEC West uh, which is the best division in football. And so, you know, can, can you go over to Atlanta and beat Georgia or Tennessee, depending on how that game goes in a couple days? Um, so if you're Auburn and you want Lane Kiffin, uh, weirdly, I think you need to pull for him to lose in that situation. And even uh, more unfortunately, I think you got to pull for Alabama. So I, I think that's going to be um, an interesting dynamic to see what all happens. Um, 
That's that's the only thing that. I'm worried about. Is like because Ole Miss can win that football game. Ole Miss is good. He's doing great things there. And if all of a sudden they're playing in the SEC West, I don't know. Uh, and mm-hmm. I know Auburn's got a lot to offer. The, the NIL is something we hear a lot about. Uh, yeah. I'm just N- curious N- how that happens. Part of it, yeah, NIL's a big part of it for sure. Uh, but also, you know, we kind of all learn this together with uh, with John Cohen's situation at, at Mississippi State. If you're a state employee in the state of Mississippi, you can't sign a contract for more than four years. And so, Ole Miss. You know they can they can offer them a lot, um, but if Auburn, you know whatever it is, they can't offer for more than four years. So if Auburn can come in and offer you know seven, eight, nine, ten a year for five, six, seven, eight, nine years, you know down the road, how do you not listen to that? And so also he's represented by Sexton, who, who represents a ton of SEC head coaches, including a, a former one, Gus Malzahn. Uh, he's really good at getting money from Auburn, so um, I, I think the I think that's a relationship to monitor too. I think it's super super important. Zach Blackerby's joining us here. He's the host of the Locked On Auburn podcast. You can find it wherever you get your podcast and watch the show daily on YouTube as well. Uh, yeah, the four year contract thing is so interesting to me in the state of Mississippi, and, and you can have a little bit more long term security at a place like Auburn. And I've been having these weird thoughts because we've heard so many people say four year contract, four year contract, four year contract. That's a long time anyway. Like, four years is still long. Everyday people aren't worried about signing a four-year contract or I can't have more than four years on my contract, Zach, you know? Yeah, but but it's about if you do a bad job and you are let go, you get less guaranteed money in the grand scheme of things. That's fair. If you're able to offer more, if you're able to offer guaranteed money, you know, for six or seven years out instead of four years out, that's a big, big difference. Just I mean, what if you have a bad year, right, in the SEC? And a lot of institutions don't allow you to do that. And some people would say Auburn doesn't allow you to do that, and that's super valid, and that's fair. Um, but at least, you know, Brian Harson is set for a minute, right? I mean, he, he got $15 million for getting let go. So um, I think all that matters. I think all that matters. And, look, these agents have a big say in this stuff. And, um, and you just got to think Sexton wants another client at Auburn. You got to think that that matters. Haters would say that uh, Zach Blackerby and I operated on a year-to-year friendship contract, but uh, there are no limits in the number of years that we're... It's a lifelong contract in terms of our friendship, Zach. Yep, yeah, our, our friendship survived uh, you dumping you and ditching me. So, here we are. <laughs> and look at where we are now as I skirt past that one here on the program. You went to the basketball game last night, man. Uh, yeah, I did. I did. They looked fine. Jalen Williams um, was like a quiet uh, 16. It was six, yeah. six from the floor. The guy didn't miss. He does it all but, the time. It's so quiet every time he scores a lot. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, he even made the only three that he took and was perfect from the, the free throw line in a, in a night where Auburn didn't shoot well from the charity stripe, also didn't shoot well from deep. But Jalen Williams is – um, super consistent. I mean, he's a good he's a good basketball player. There's no question about it. I didn't like some of the guard stuff. Zepp exclusively played the two. I thought that was interesting, but I think it has to do with Trey Donaldson playing exclusively the backup one, and you could tell he was a four star safety in his previous life because <laughs> that guy is thick. That guy is powerful, and so it's going to be fun to see him slowly develop as a basketball player, maybe quickly developed as a basketball player. I, I think there was a moment there about four or five minutes span in the second half where he kind of took over. He, he, he was a big part of the offense attacking the rim, which is exciting. 
I think he also led Auburn in rebounds, which you got to like. Um, Bruce Pearl loves his guards that can rebound and uh, that aren't afraid to, to be aggressive and crash down in there. So, yeah, there's a lot to like. But, I mean, like any exhibition game, they've, um, they've got a long way to go. Any of the other newcomers, whether it be a freshman or transfer, stick out to you? Yeah, I think Janai Broom, he, he looked a little lost. It looked like he was um, still kind of nursing that foot injury, so we'll see um, what happens with him. I think Yoan Treor, by the end of the year, is going to be the best player on the team. I think it's going to take a minute. I think it's going to take some time. Um, but we, we saw him kind of have a little bit of a mid-range game. We'll see if that develops. Extremely explosive, very aggressive on defense. So as far as newcomers, it was either Trey Donaldson or um, – or Yoan Treor, that stood out to me. Zach, talk a little bit about Alan Flanagan. He seems to be a, a lot closer to the, the Flanagan that we expected him to be last year uh, in last night's exhibition. Yeah, yeah. He, he was super aggressive on defense. He was uh, willing to attack the basket. He was also willing to shoot from deep. Wasn't probably as efficient as he thought shooting as he would like to be, but he looked much like he did two years ago versus Last year, that, that confidence seemed to be back. And, you know, he got three or four steals early uh, in the game, which was nice. He, he kind of understood where he needed to stand and didn't really do anything to, um, that reminded you of how he played last year. He dropped the ball once, which was like, oh, no, is he about to got to get in his head? Then he bounced back pretty quickly, so that was good. But, yeah, no, he looked good. He looked good. Um, once again, it was an exhibition team where Auburn could physically overpower um, Alabama Huntsville and so we'll see what happens when they play a little bit better team uh, when it actually matters Monday night against uh, George Mason what was the turnout like uh, it was okay it was um, I haven't heard full. anybody tell me what the turnout was I have no clue yeah it was half full you half think full. okay yeah student section was full lower bowl was probably like 60% filled and then you know there's a few people sitting up high so um a normal showing for like a game that actually matters, like when uh, pre Bruce Pearl, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Zach, thank you for the time as always. Always appreciate our conversations. Remind folks about Locked on Auburn, please, sir. Yes, Locked on Auburn, available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Also, check out auburndaily.com. We're putting up stuff constantly. It is uh, Sports Illustrated's Auburn coverage launched back in february and uh we, we've posted some scoop this week so be sure to check that out auburndaily.com you're the best man we'll talk again soon okay all right love you long time see you buddy